Well, good morning. Uh, I know you were already welcomed by the Holly family, but I want to welcome you as well. My name is uh, Mike Balzer. I am the, the church leader here in Burlington, and if you're visiting with us, uh, we're, it's great to have you. Uh, we're so happy that you're here and you came to join us and have some fun today. Um, so, I want to uh, quickly just acknowledge one thing. It will be at the end of our announcements, but I feel like I just I can't wait to do it. So I also want to welcome uh, Anthony Lamb. Hey. Anthony, do me a favor, stand up, bro. Stand up for just a second. So Anthony got baptized yesterday. Uh, just want to welcome you into the family, bro. It just uh, for anybody who didn't get to be there, I know a great number of us were there. But uh, Anthony is an awesome man of character and integrity and great humility. Um, if you get an opportunity, you haven't met him yet, get a chance to just talk to him. Uh, but very, very excited about you, bro. But the what to expect this morning, I kind of wanted to give you a, a quick prelude. So our, we're going to do a, a shorter service. So right after this, uh, what I have to share with us this morning, we're going to take communion. Um, I have a few, uh, This I want this to be a kid-friendly uh, lesson today. So I'm going to ask some questions a few times, and I want some quick answers maybe from some of the kids. Uh, you know, parents, maybe help me out. I don't, kids say the darndest things. So... Right? That's a TV show, uh, if I remember right. Um, but we want to... So I'll ask some questions, and maybe we'll get a couple different answers. Um, but if you know, we'll keep short answers sometimes. The, uh, but with that, if you have a Bible, go ahead and turn over to Luke chapter 10 this morning. And so today what I hope to talk about is... Hope to share with us... It's really a call for all of us, right, to love our neighbors and to live a life of love and compassion. Uh, Why don't we, you know what, before I read the scripture, let's pray. Let's pray together. Father, I pray that you uh, be with all of us this morning, God. Work powerfully on our hearts through your word and through your scripture. Lead me by your Holy Spirit to uh, effectively communicate your will, God. I pray that uh, no matter our age, um, Father, our attention span, we can all walk away with something this morning. Father, we love you. We come in the name of Jesus uh, to give thanks and praise to you this morning. Uh, amen. Alrighty. So Luke 10, starting in verse 25. Uh, the title uh, of this, if you're going to take any sort of notes, is Go and Do Likewise. Go and Do Likewise. And so, as I said, we'll have a couple questions, but we'll start off here. We're going to look at the parable of the Good Samaritan in verse 25. It says, On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written? Uh, what is written in the law? He replied. How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, well, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, 
he starts telling the story. He says, in reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, they beat him, and they went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place, he saw him pass by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he was traveled, as he traveled, came to where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine on them. Then he put the man on his own donkey, took him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two silver coins, gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return... I will reimburse you for any expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. You know, there's a lot of different things going on on so many different levels in this scripture. But what I want to focus on is the interactions in this parable, right? What it really means to love your neighbor. Now, I got some kids in here, right? Kids, raise your hands. Can I see you? Where are you? Kids? Yeah. We got some older kids, right? Mental age. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so I have a quick question for you, kids. Who, who thinks they know? Who is your neighbor? Who is your neighbor? We got one down here. Right. It's anybody, right? It's, it could be anyone. You know, it, it's somebody who lives across the street. Kids, are those your neighbor? Yeah. Right? We think of it. They live across the street. That's, of course that's my neighbor. But really, he's not just talking about the, that sort of neighbor. He's saying everybody is. We're, we're all people everywhere. You know, we think, oh, it's the person next door. Distance doesn't matter in something like that. It's all people, right? And so Jesus, he, he goes into telling this story, saying everyone's our neighbor. But what's interesting is he goes, everyone's our neighbor, but especially, he points out, the people who are having a hard time, right? Even the people that we have a hard time getting along with. Anybody have somebody they have a hard time getting along with? Never, right? Kids, you have anybody at school you have a hard time getting along with? Hot mic. Anybody? Yeah, have a hard time getting along with some people? Well, you know, what he's talking about, he's saying what we need to have is a heart of compassion. And, and what is compassion? You know, it's this feeling of, of deep sympathy or sorrow when you see somebody else hurting. But it doesn't stop there. Compassion actually motivates you to act. Um, What that means is, if you ever see somebody who just looks really sad, and you feel bad that they, they look sad, 
If you don't do anything, that's not just compassion. That's you feel bad. But compassion is to go and try to help them feel better. Does that make sense? You got the, the kids in here. You know, in this, it's not just like I said, it's not just feeling bad. And what you see, there's all these different people in this story. Right? You have the robbers. And, and the robbers are the bad guys. The robbers come in, they see this guy walking down the street, they beat him up, they take all of his stuff, and they leave him there, hurt. And, and this guy needs help. But what happens? Well, what you see is you see these two, you see a priest, right? You see a priest. And, and you also see this other guy who's called a Levite. And a Levite in that is supposed to be like the Jewish people who know and they're, they're meant to help other people more easily. And if you wanted to compare it, it's like a Levite would be maybe any sort of Christian or religious person, right? And then the priest would be like my job, right? Somebody who's a minister. And, but you look at what these two people do. They don't, they see a person hurting and one of them goes to the other side of the street and doesn't do anything. Right? And then you have the you have the the innkeeper in the story. Right? So the Samaritan comes up and he's we're gonna talk about him in a second. But you have this the innkeeper, right? Who's in the story, and the Samaritan takes him to this innkeeper and he says, Hey innkeeper, this guy is here, I want you to take care of him. But how did the innkeeper see this guy? Right? He saw him as someone to serve but that he could make some money off of. Right? So you have the robber who just wants to take. You've got the religious person. You've got the, the, this religious man or men, uh, multiple men. Maybe they're just, that's a person that's to be avoided. That's too much trouble. They're a waste of my time. And then you have the Samaritan, right? And this, this person sees the wounded man and has compassion and he binds up the wounds puts oil on it he spends his own money to take care of somebody right he sees that person as a human being a, a, a heart that needs to be healed uh, somebody who needs to be cared for and so when we look at it it's important that we see people as human beings. And I used to work at, uh, I worked at Starbucks for a little while. And I remember there was a time where this guy came in during Black Friday. And, and there's a reason we call it Black Friday. But you're standing there and, and I'm trying to take people's orders really quickly. And this person comes in and he's very, 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 very rude. And in my head, all I could think is, don't you see that I'm a human being? Right? And it was, it was hard because it was somebody just coming in and making me feel beat up. And that's how I think of that as like the guy who's a robber. Right? Somebody who comes in and just kind of beats you up with their words or maybe physically, even as kids. Anybody, do you know any bullies in school? Maybe with their words? Yeah, we know some bullies. Emmett knows a bully. This guy knows a bully, right? Anderson, right? Yeah, so we have... You see these 
people that want to take from you. And then people who should help us, but don't always help us. The people who want to care for us, but they want something in return. Yet what God calls us to is he says, we want, he wants us to be people who just serve because people are people. Everybody is special, right? Kids, when you, when you, when you were born, as God was making you, you were special. I mean, all of us were, right? Being, being formed, special. God has made us, every single one, unique individuals. We all have our own strengths and our weaknesses. But He made us with really talented and with imperfections. And all of us can learn something from one another. You know, but sometimes, even though we're all special, we're all, many of us are different, right? And because we're different, sometimes people make fun of other people. Anybody ever been made fun of? Anybody? Anybody? Not just, you can be an adult. Definitely was made fun of. But, you know, they may talk, you may make, people may make fun of others because they talk differently or they look differently. They're from a different place. Maybe they're just awkward and they just seem to not quite fit in. But God made them special. The kids, they, God made them special just like you are. You know, and so when, when someone's hurting or crying, when someone needs a friend, you know, for the kids, when you see a new kid come in class, it's hard being the new kid. Anybody ever been the new kid? Yeah, I've been the new kid. And it's, it's hard to be that person. That person needs a friend. We want to make sure that we... If you're, if you're in here, I hope you go and you are going to be that person's friend. Ask them how they're doing. You see someone sitting alone at lunch? Ask them if they want to sit with you. Right? Love someone. Be a friend. You know, when I was younger, uh, I was a pretty easy target to pick on. Because I was really skinny. I had red hair. Right? I had really red hair. We got a little red head over there. I was a lot like that. Right? Red like that. I was really skinny though. I had these ears that my, uh, my wife's uncle once saw a picture of me. She said, he said, yeah, you look like a cat with the doors left open. Because my ears just stuck out there. You know, I finally pushed them in or grew into them. But they were out there. I had braces from when I was like 10. And then I had them for five and a half years. Long time. I have stubborn teeth. Uh, not just teeth. There's more than that that's just stubborn about me. But, right, I had these, I had braces, I had freckles. I eventually started getting this stuff called acne, which was horrible. Uh, but I was an easy target to pick on because I was different. And at one point in school, um, I had a group of older kids who often really like to pick on me. Right? Especially the older guys. And they like to make fun of me because I was younger than them. I was a little bit different than them. And they played these pranks. And what's really gross, you know what, kids, what's really gross, one time they tried to stick my head in a toilet. Right? Trying to just pick on me 
And, and you know what? It did not feel good. It didn't feel good. I felt horrible. And I remember feeling super alone and angry and I hated going to school. It was just, it was terrible. I did not feel good. But there was this guy named Andre. And Andre was a little bit older than me, right? And Andre was no giant. Um, he, was, he was actually kind of a small guy. But what he did is he, he would stand by me and stick up for me when these other kids would give me a hard time. And, you know, telling them to, to leave me alone and to back off. And, and he was such a good friend and I needed him as my friend. Kids, do you have any friends like that? Do you see any kids that are like that? Maybe they need some help. They get made fun of. You know, we want to make sure that we're not the robbers, the bad guys, right? But Andre was a great friend to me. And really, he's the only reason my head didn't get stuck in a toilet. Uh, Seriously, though. He was a great friend. And because of his compassion, he really helped me out when I needed it. My hope is that you guys, you kids, when you, you see somebody hurting or you see somebody getting made fun of, that you'll step up. And you know what I'm really proud of? I'm really proud of the kids in our church. And I'm really proud of the parents, too. You guys have raised great kids because I, I know the stories and I've seen the way that, that you kids act and that your kids, as the parents, treat others. You've done a great job. But I want to make sure that we, we continue to do that. To be the ones who are kind and compassionate. You know, so, who can you love like this? Who can you love like this at work? Who can you love like this at school to be a person of compassion? Trying to help somebody else keep their head out of the toilet. Right? But when you see a kid getting made fun of, help them. Stand up for them. Don't just feel bad but try to help and do something. Amen? You know, teens and college students, right? Adults, all of us, really. We will all walk our path from Jerusalem to Jericho, but we do it every day of our lives. I want to challenge you to put compassion into action. Right? We can get so caught up in our own world that we don't recognize when other people are hurting. I can definitely be guilty of that. I'm caught up in mine, but I want to go and make sure that I'm trying to help others as well. You know, teens and college students. I know for the college students, break is going on right now. For the teens, uh, you know, break is going to come up soon. When you go back to school and you hear conversations about how students wasted their break, getting wasted, right? Seeking fulfillment from guys and girls rather than something that's so much better. Are you going to walk by and hear their sad stories and just feel bad? I want to encourage you to talk about the fulfillment that you know is possible in Jesus. That you know is possible from God. And, and don't just hear their sad stories. Try to help them. Try to help them. You know, in our workplaces, anybody felt tormented? Remember that you have that robber in your work? That person who torments you? That when they show up, 
just their voice is nails on a chalkboard? Anybody else have that kind of person? You know, where when they walk in, we're trying to figure out how to walk out. The truth is, is we don't know how people got to be the people they are. The people who often get beat up tend to also beat up others. And I hope that's not true with us. But we don't know why they're that way. And what we know is that people, what we can know is that people like that still need love too. Because we don't know how the world's beat them up. We don't know their families or their backgrounds. Um, There's so many things that we don't know. And I pray that we can be the people who have extend compassion easily, even against the people who tend to torment us. Amen? You know, in our marriages, in our marriages, we can walk by our spouses having given up any hope of healing hurts, holding on to old things. You know, will you have the eyes of Christ who looked at the worst of sinners and forgave them, believing that they could change? Because that's what changes people, is compassion. And if you're worried that your spouse can't change, know that they can. But what they need is love like Christ. And to see that. So, church, one other one I think is good for us. I recently heard a challenge from another brother of the idea of adopting a single parent family. Right? Um, Adopting a single parent family. You know, my mom at one point was, when her and my dad split up, she raised three kids and worked three jobs. And she needed support. She needed somebody to just kind of take us off her hands for a little while. I think we can figure out how to do that. And I know that we've got some single parent families in our church. But thinking about how we can try to help. And not because they, they can't do it on their own. We have some wonder women. Right? But because they shouldn't have to. They shouldn't have to. We can't overlook the needs around us anymore. Let's try to make sure we're meeting those. Amen? You know, as you walk the road from Jerusalem to Jericho this week, let's pray to have eyes like the Good Samaritan and hearts that feel empathetically. There was a Princeton University study conducted that says why some people are so much more compassionate than others. They interviewed hundreds of people. And those who were deemed excessively compassionate or almost ideally compassionate were that way because they found this common theme that somebody at some point in their life had demonstrated towards them an unexpected and significant kindness. And that that compassion that was shown to them transformed them. You know, has anything ever happened to you like this? Where somebody extended that compassion to you? You know, if, if, we, know, if we know the story of Jesus, then every one of us can say yes. You know, every one of us, someone did do something like that for us. What's funny is we were all the people in the ditch once. And 
Jesus comes to us and lifts us up. Right? Takes us in our arms, pays our debts, and takes our place and, and heals us of wounds. Right? If you've got a Bible, turn over to uh, Romans 5, verse 6, really quickly. <clears throat> we'll wrap it up. But it says this of Jesus. Really, so much about us. It says, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still enemies of God, Jesus died for us. Right? In, in the worst of our sin, and when we were the robbers, right? Jesus comes along, and really he sees us as the person stuck in the ditch. And says, I want to help you out. He had compassion on us. God saw a need, and he acted on our behalf. In order for us to really be a neighbor, we've got to recognize who's been a neighbor to us. And ultimately, that's Jesus. I hope you can recognize the compassion and love that Jesus has had for us. You know, we, when Jesus says, go and do likewise. I hope you hear that as a call of Jesus saying, go and serve. Go and love as you've been loved. Because maybe you don't have an Andre. But everybody's got a Jesus. If you don't know what Jesus has done for you, I please study the Bible with us. We're a church that loves digging into the Scriptures with people and helping them understand the richness of the love of God. And for those of us who are here, let's make sure that we are displaying that. The love of Jesus. Being people of compassion. Kids. Don't be the bully. Be the good guy. And come and help other people. Stand up for the little the kid who's got the big ears, red hair, freckles, braces. A little bit different. Be a friend. So, as we prepare for communion, let's take compassion on others. Let's find out more about how to love, sacrificing as Jesus did for us. It's going to change lives. Others will be extremely changed by extreme compassion. Please, let's reflect on the cross at this time. Before we take communion, we're going to take the cup and we're going to take some juice and some bread and think of, think of the cross. Think of what Jesus has done for you. But let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this day and everything you've done for us. We pray that you would help us connect thoroughly, that you have pulled us out of the ditch that you've healed our wounds, you've paid our debts so that we could be taken care of. Thank you for being our good Samaritan. We pray that we can be that for others. Thank you, Jesus, for everything that you've done for us. Remembering that it's your body and your blood that paid the debt so that one day we can be with the Father. We love you. We give thanks to you. pray that we can have a great day filled with joy. Uh, we pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.